0: Section sixteen of Pirates of Panama, the Buccaneers of America by A. O. Esquemelin, translated by G. A. Williams. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter twelve, part one. Captain Morgan takes the city of Maracaibo on the coast of Nueva Venezuela. Piracies committed in those seas. Ruin of three Spanish ships set forth to hinder the robberies of the pirates. Not long after their arrival at Jamaica, being that short time they needed to lavish away all the riches above mentioned, they concluded on another enterprise to seek new fortunes. To this effect, Captain Morgan ordered all the commanders of his ships to meet at Delavaca, or the Cow Isle, south of Hispaniola, as is said. Hither flocked to them great numbers of other pirates, French and English the name of Captain Morgan being now famous in all the neighbouring countries for his great enterprises. There was then at Jamaica an English ship newly come from New England, well mounted with thirty-six guns. This vessel, by order of the Governor of Jamaica, joined Captain Morgan to strengthen his fleet, and give him greater courage to attempt mighty things. With this supply Captain Morgan judged himself sufficiently strong— but there being in the same place another great vessel of twenty-four iron guns, and twelve brass ones, belonging to the French, Captain Morgan endeavoured also to join this ship to his own, but the French, not daring to trust the English, denied absolutely to consent. The French pirates belonging to this great ship had met at sea an English vessel, and being under great want of victuals, they had taken some provisions out of the English ship, without paying for them, having, perhaps, no ready money aboard only they gave them bills of exchange for Jamaica and Tortuga to receive money there. Captain Morgan, having notice of this, and perceiving he could not prevail with the French captain to follow him, resolved to lay hold on this occasion, to ruin the French and seek his revenge. Hereupon he invited, with dissimulation, the French commander and several of his men to dine with him on board the great ship that was come to Jamaica, as is said. Being come, he made them all prisoners, pretending the injury aforesaid done to the English vessel. This unjust action of Captain Morgan was soon followed by divine punishment, as we may conceive. The manner I shall instantly relate. Captain Morgan, presently after he had taken these French prisoners, called a council to deliberate what place they should first pitch upon in this new expedition. Here it was determined to go to the Isle of Savonia, to wait for the flotta then expected from Spain, and take any of the Spanish vessels straggling from the rest. This resolution being taken, they began aboard the great ship to feast one another for joy of their new voyage, and happy counsel, as they hoped. They drank many hells, and discharged many guns, the common sign of mirth among seamen. Most of the men being drunk, by what accident is not known, the ship was suddenly blown up, with three hundred and fifty Englishmen, besides the French prisoners in the hold, of all of which there escaped but thirty men, who were in the great cabin, at some distance from the main force of the powder. Many more, it is thought, might have escaped, had they not been so much overtaken with wine. This loss brought much consternation of mind upon the English. They knew not whom to blame, but at last the accusation was laid on the French prisoners, whom they suspected to have fired the powder of the ship out of revenge, though with the loss of their own lives. Hereupon they added new accusations to their former, whereby to seize the ship and all that was in it, by saying the French design to commit piracy on the English. The grounds of this accusation were given by a commission from the governor of Baracoa, found aboard the French vessel, wherein were these words, that the said governor did permit the French to trade in all Spanish ports, etc., as also to cruise on the English pirates in whatever place soever they find them, because of the multitudes of hostilities which they had committed against the subject of His Catholic Majesty, in time of peace betwixt the two crowns. This commission for trade was interpreted as an express order to exercise piracy in war against them, though it was only a bare license for coming into the Spanish ports, the cloak of which permission were those words that they should cruise upon the English. And though the French did sufficiently expound the true sense of it, yet they could not clear themselves to Captain Morgan nor his council. But in lieu thereof, the ship and men were seized and sent to Jamaica." Here they also endeavoured to obtain justice, and the restitution of their ship, but all in vain, for instead of justice they were long detained in prison, and threatened with hanging. Eight days after the loss of the said ship, Captain Morgan commanded the bodies of the miserable wretches who were blown up to be searched for, as they floated on the sea, not to afford them Christian burial, but for their clothes and attire, and if any had gold rings on their fingers, these were cut off leaving them exposed to the voracity of the monsters of the sea. At last they set sail for Savannah, the place of their assignation. There were in all fifteen vessels, Captain Morgan commanding the biggest, of only fourteen small guns. His number of men was nine hundred and sixty. Few days after they arrived at the Cabo de Lobos, south of Hispaniola, between Cape Tiburon and Cape Punta de Espada. Hence they could not pass by reason of contrary winds for three weeks, notwithstanding all the utmost endeavours Captain Morgan used to get forth. Then they doubled a cape, and spied an English vessel at a distance. Having spoken with her, they found she came from England, and bought of her, for ready money, some provisions that they wanted. Captain Morgan proceeded on his voyage till he came to the port of Oka. Here he landed some men, sending them into the woods to seek water and provisions, the better to spare such as he had already on board." They killed many beasts, and among others some horses. But the Spaniards, not well satisfied at their hunting, laid a stratagem for them, ordering three or four hundred men to come from Santo Domingo, not far distant, and desiring them to hunt in all the parts thereabouts near the sea, that so, if the pirates should return, they might find no subsistence. Within few days the same pirates returned to hunt, but finding nothing to kill, a party of about fifty straggled farther on into the woods. The Spaniards, who watched all their motions, gathered a great herd of cows, and set two or three men to keep them. The pirates, having spied them, killed a sufficient number, and though the Spaniards could see them at a distance, yet they could not hinder them at present. But as soon as they attempted to carry them away, they set upon them furiously, crying, Mata! Mata! i.e. Kill! Kill! Thus the pirates were compelled to quit the prey and retreat to their ships, But they did it in good order, retiring by degrees, and when they had opportunity, discharging full volleys on the Spaniards, killing many of their enemies, though with some loss. The Spaniards, seeing their damage, endeavored to save themselves by flight, and carry off their dead and wounded companions. The pirates, perceiving them flee, would not content themselves with what hurt they had already done, but pursued them speedily into the woods, and killed the greatest part of those that remained. Next day Captain Morgan, extremely offended at what had passed, went himself with two hundred men into the woods to seek for the rest of the Spaniards. But finding nobody, he revenged his wrath on the houses of the poor and miserable rustics that inhabited those scattering fields and woods, of which he burnt a great number. With this he returned to his ships, somewhat more satisfied in his mind for having done some considerable damage to the enemy, which was always his most ardent desire. The impatience wherewith Captain Morgan had waited a long while for some of his ships not yet arrived made him resolve to sail away without them, and steer for Savannah, the place he always designed. Being arrived, and not finding any of his ships come, he was more impatient and concerned than before, fearing their loss, or that he must proceed without them. But he was waiting for their arrival a few days longer, and having no great plenty of provisions, he sent a crew of one hundred and fifty men to hispaniola to pillage some towns near santo domingo but the spaniards upon intelligence of their coming were so vigilant and in such good posture of defence that the pirates thought not convenient to assault them choosing rather to return empty-handed to captain morgan than to perish in that desperate enterprise chapter twelve part one